stand with me, all right? And I'm going to try to preach quick, all right? Uh, my mom used to say growing up, the Holy Spirit can only work as long as the seat endures, all right? And that's what she told me. And, uh, and I don't know about the seat, but I know everybody is tired, all right? So I'm going to try to preach quickly tonight. But Revelations chapter 22, I want to read three verses. I want to look at verse 7, verse 12, and verse 20 together. And then we'll be in the rest of the chapter just for a few minutes. But I'll preach quickly tonight. So I'd like you to read these verses aloud with me. Verse 7, verse 12, and then verse 20. And the title of the message is just No Time to Waste. No Time to Waste. Read verse 7 with me. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the book of this book. Verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Verse 20. And he which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for all that's taken place today. We thank you for Grace Baptist Church and, Lord, what you have done in our lives through this place. And, Lord, we thank you for your son. And I'm thankful, Lord, that we will see you again and, and more than likely soon. And I'm so thankful for the reality of heaven, the reality of a Savior who's coming for us. I pray that you touch our hearts tonight. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. No time to waste. Here the Lord finishes out the scripture. I, there's the song, I think, I've read the back of the book and we win. And aren't you glad of that? And we look around our world today, and, but you got to keep in mind, friend, we are on the winning side. I'm on the winning side, amen. And I, I'm so thankful for the Lord and all that he's done. He said, uh, we looked at the verses this morning out of Matthew chapter 16, and the Lord would remind us that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Boy, Lord, boy the Lord is going to keep the church going until he calls us out of this world. And uh, these passages of scripture remind us of some incredible truths. He said, I come quickly, I come quickly. The Lord is reminding us that it is just around the corner. I mentioned this this morning in Sunday school, but I, I heard a preacher say this this morning, and he was doing some things about Israel becoming a nation in 1948, and I've heard that, that, that clock, that counting down of when God begins to gather his people back to the nation of Israel. And he highlighted the fact, uh, again, that, uh, that the creation, he compared it to creation. In creation, we know that God spoke this world into existence and in six days. And in six days, he spoke this world into existence. And on the seventh, he rested. And the Lord would say in his word that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years. And, of course, we, we see that uh, there was 2,000 years between creation and, and Abraham. There was another 2,000 years between Abraham and the cross. And there's been uh, another 2,000 years between then and now. And, boy, it could be right around the corner, that next 1,000 years, ruling and re the Lord's reign on this earth. But right around the corner. The Lord reminds us in this passage of Scripture, there is just no time to waste for us. I want you to look at this. First thing we see in this book is the wonder of his coming. What, what we have to looking forward to. Look at verse 1 of, of this chapter. And he showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare 12, which, which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord of, of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, 
I come quickly. Boy, he reminds us of the wonder of what we have to look forward to in this passage of Scripture. Uh, you read this, and if, you could, if I had time, I'd read the chapter before it, but you see the beauty of what's coming. Boy, there is nothing in this world that compares to the beauty of heaven. I think the Lord would have told us more, much more about it, except he knew that we'd start getting ahead of ourselves on getting there. But at the beauty of the place... Uh, he speaks of the river of, of life. He speaks of the beauty of heaven. And well, I think what a day it'll be when we, when we see the Lord and we see there. The victory of heaven. Look at verse 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. Boy, the curse of sin, gone. The curse of sin, gone. Uh, this world, uh, and He's going to create a new heaven, a new earth, and the curse of sin will be gone from this life. No more hunger, no more pain, no more destruction, none of those things. All of those things, gone. Victory over this old sinful nature, gone from our life. No more struggle with sin. No more curse of it on, this, on creation. He's talking about the beauty of it. The host of heaven in verse 3. He said this, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. Then we see again in in verses 4 through 5, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God of heaven giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. We're going to see him. We'll see, his, we'll see God, we'll see the glory of our Savior, we'll see Him face to face. And I think of not only its beauty and not only the curse of sin being gone, but just this fact that one day we are going to see Him face to face. Friend, there'll be no night, there'll be no need for a light, no need for a candle, because He'll be the light of that place. Talk about the glory of heaven, the wonder of it. And He reminds us, I'm coming quickly. Just in case you get too overwhelmed with what's, coming on, what's going on down here, you remember... He's coming quickly, and look what you have to look forward to. Uh, I've said it before. I can't remember what preacher I heard say it, but he said, For the lost man, this is as good as it gets here. But for the saved man, this is as bad as it gets. We we know this. The worst it can get for you and I is anything that happens down here because what's coming in in glory is so much better. For the lost man, the reality is, no matter how bad it is down here for that lost man, this is as good as it gets for him. Because there's an eternity coming after this. The Lord reminds us in His Word, He's, he's coming quickly. And, and I think of this, Christian, stay faithful because He's coming. Stay faithful. I, I think of just, the, just this, the fact you look around at all that's going on in our world and there's no question that God has got to be coming. And not because of merely what's happening in our own nation, but because of what's happening in Israel. He's coming. We know it's soon, and we don't know how soon. We would be foolish to try to put a date and a time to it. God said, don't do that. But we know he's coming, and he's coming soon. He says, remain faithful because of what is coming, the wonder of his coming, the warning of his coming. Look at verse 8. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I heard uh, and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, see thou do it not. For I am thy fellow servant and thy brethren and the prophets and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. And he saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. For the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. Boy, the warning of his coming. 
He reminds us to stay faithful because he's coming. What a day that's going to be. Friend, there's a warning attached to it. He says in that passage of scripture, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. There's coming a day when it's final. There's no more opportunity for salvation. It's settled. No more decision to be made. I think of the, the glory of, uh, you know, one, one day we're going to stand before the Lord and it'll be a wonderful day. We'll be able to give testimony to what God has done in our life. It'll be a wonderful thing. To, uh, we sing that song, Tell Me the Old, Old Story. We'll be set telling the same old, old story in glory. I'm pretty convinced of it. The only difference is down here it makes a difference. Up there everything's settled. The unjust shall be unjust still. The righteous shall be righteous still. Down here, it's making a difference in people's lives when we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's coming a day, the warning attached to the I come quickly is this, that there's folks that need the gospel. For the one that doesn't know Christ as their Savior, for you that may be here today, it's time to get to come to know Him as your Savior. I think of Miss, uh, the testimony that uh, it became personal. For me, it was in May of 1995, Madera Baptist Church. I knew the gospel. I'd heard it my whole life. But that day, it wasn't just that he died for the sins of the world. It was that he died for the sins of Seth on a Wednesday night. And I would say this. There's probably folks here tonight that have heard the story their whole life. But it's just a story. It's just a head knowledge. But no heart decision to come to know Christ as their Savior. And friend, there's coming a day when the time is up. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. Time up. I think of this for you and I as a Christian. What if he came tonight? Boy, is your heart right with him? In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I do not want to have to get to see him tonight if he comes tonight and say, oh Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the way I was living. I'm sorry for the way I treated your word. I'm sorry for the way I treated the gospel. I'm Sorry for the way I was living in my life. No, friend, once we get to glory, now's your time to live for him. Now's your time to be right with him. Friend, he could come. He'd come in a moment. He tells us three times in this final chapter as he's concluding the canon of Scripture, as he's writing one of these last books of the Bible, he tells us in this last chapter, I come quickly, I come quickly, I come quickly. It's like he's telling us, there is no time for you to waste, my friend. There is no time for you to wait around. He goes, I'm coming. Now let me remind you as you face the hardships of life, it is way better over there. It is way better over there. So hang on tight because he's coming and it only gets better. But there's a warning attached to it. There's a warning attached to it. And there's, it's going to be final. For the one who is without Christ, there's coming a day when there is no... One day will be the last day. One day there will be a day when somebody's thinking they got tomorrow, but they don't. One day there'll be a day when we're sitting around thinking, I'll take care of it tomorrow, but you don't have it. It could be this very one today. It could be that we're sitting in our last service. And he says, I come quickly. We see, the, we see the wonder of his coming, the warning of his coming. The last thing we see is the welcome of his coming. Verse 
13, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the great gate and gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh, or, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth saying, come. And let him that is a thirst, come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. And whosoever will. I like that. He says, and let him that heareth say come. And, he, and let him that heareth say come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. God says, there is a welcome declared to all. Hey, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. Boy, there's just a, a doctrine going around today that doesn't belong in any Christian's life. It's uh, leaving this verse out. No, whosoever will. <laughs> Atonement is limited. Grace is irresistible. Somehow God's elected some people unto salvation and others unto damnation. Sad, Calvinistic doctrine. Creeping into churches. I heard someone, I knew the man, I don't know the man personally, but he preached, a, gave a message. The man on the middle cross is a tremendous story, but... He's talking about the thief on the, on the one hand of the Lord who, who would turn to the Lord. And the Lord said, today thou shalt thou be with me in, in, uh, that you'll be with me in paradise. And the man who came to Christ on the cross. And he was talking about that man getting into glory and taking this statement. And um, how did you get here? Why are you here? And he said, well, the man on the middle cross, Jesus Christ, the man on the middle cross. Tremendous truth. Until, you, until I realized the man who was preaching it believed in Calvinism. <laughs> Then the answer is because he picked me. And the guy on the other end of the cross was because he sent me to hell. Well, that's not the declaration of this message, is it? Whosoever will. Whosoever will. Whosoever will. Well, we live in a time, and the Lord said, there is an incredible welcome to the message. To this call. For now, it's a whosoever will. 77 years, friend. I don't know whether we get another 77. I don't know whether we get another year, two years, or how long it may be, whether you or I do or this church does. Lord, could call us out of here. And for the time being, friend, we need to get out there. Because whosoever will may come. But it doesn't become final one day. It does become final one day. No more time. Lord reminds us in this passage of Scripture, there is no time to waste. I love homecoming. I, I love sitting here, and I, I love hearing the testimonies. Wasn't that long ago I heard Miss Jean uh, Stapleton, of course, she's with the Lord now, testimony, and, and listening to her, I, I didn't realize, I actually was talking to niece, her daughter, and she said she moved into the neighborhood. She moved into the neighborhood, and she uh, um, Moved into one of the houses, in the, what's the, now the youth house there in the duplex. There was a duplex at the time. She moved into that house, 1965 or 64, somewhere around there. And as a result of moving in that house, she uh, started coming to Grace. And it was here she trusted Christ as her Savior, and Miss Denise came to Christ. I love hearing stories about Brother Edmondson trusting Christ over here in Hodges Hall. I think, Brother Jenkins, you trusted Christ in vac Vacation Bible School over here. And Mrs. McCormick here uh, in the choir loft, right? Get right out of the choir loft, coming to know Christ as a Savior. But friend, there needs to be a whole lot more stories like that still to come, doesn't there? And we don't know how long we have. 
we don't know how much longer we have. There was a fellow here today I, I heard that as a result of um, uh, door knocking yesterday up and down through our neighborhood was here. The week before, there was a couple from the other side of Warm Springs that was here. We don't know how long we have to say whosoever will may come. No time to waste. And it's good to glance in the rearview mirror, but don't let your gaze stay there too long. Because we don't know how long we have. We do not know. Here the Lord has given us this instruction he said, I, I'm going to give these folks a few words as I conclude this book. John, hey, John, I want you to write this three times in the same chapter. Behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Once you better t- pay attention to it. Twice you really better pay attention. The Lord said it three times, friend. And he told it, and then he concluded it with, even so, come Lord Jesus. As if he was expecting his people to cry out, come quickly, Lord. And living with this reality in their heart, he's coming and he's coming soon. He's coming and he's coming soon. I believe this, friend, when you look at the scripture, prophecy is pretty, pretty clear. There's not really anything left, is there? There's not anything really left. There's not much left. One day that trumpet's going to sound and we're going to be gone. I think this, we should be living with this reality in our heart. There is no time for us to waste. There is no time. I think it's an exciting thing when you think about your trials, friend. They could soon be over. Brother, we could all be caught out of here soon. Brother Morrison, you won't have any problem seeing that day, will you? We'll soon be out. We could soon be out of here. There's also this, there's a warning attached to it. He is unjust, be unjust still. One more time. The welcome is for everybody. Whosoever will, whosoever will. I, I believe this, Christian, we should be living with this reality. We have no time for us to be wasting. We have no time for us to be saying tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Lord said, there is not much. He said it then, and even more so today, there is no time. Let's pray together. Lord, I love you, and I thank you so much for this incredible book, this incredible passage of Scripture. I thank you for Grace Baptist Church, the privilege of being here today. And Lord, I, I know how easy it is to become complacent. To, Lord, think the coming is a ways off and we have time. But, Lord, you would remind us three times in the end of this book that you are coming soon. And, Lord, I pray that we would live with that reality that we don't have time to waste, Lord. We don't have time. I pray that when we walk out of these doors, we would take a look to our own hearts, first of all, to see that we're right with God. There's someone here that doesn't know Christ. They'd put their trust in the Lord. And then we would live with this reality. Lord, that trumpet could sound and we could be out of here. Pray that we would waste no time. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Let me just ask you this. How many of you can say, preacher, number one, I know that I'm saved. That's a settled thing for me. I've trusted Christ with my life. And if I, if I died right now, I'd be with the Lord. Would you raise your hand as a testimony? You say, preacher, that's settled for me. Thank you. you. may put your hand down. Is there anybody here this evening be like this preacher? I, when I was about 15 years of age, and it was on a Wednesday night, and I knew the story of the gospel, but I hadn't become personal yet to me.
and you'd raise your hand and say, Preacher, I don't know for sure that I'm saved, and I don't know it's personal yet, but I, I want to trust Christ. Is there anybody like that? You say, Preacher, would you pray for me? I want to know the Lord. Let me ask you this then, Christian. Have you said, Preacher, the Lord has spoken to my heart. I've enjoyed the day. I've enjoyed looking backward, but I'm thankful that my Lord is coming, and I want to live with this reality. There's, there is no time for me to waste. You'd say, Preacher, the Lord has spoken to my heart. Would you raise your hand as a testimony? And would you stand with me? And as that pianist begins to play, as God has spoken to your heart, and maybe just time to say, Lord, I, would you use me this week? I, I don't want to waste a moment. I, look, I know you have a busy week ahead of you if you're like me and you're, you're, you're full week. But friend, there may be someone to share the gospel with. I don't know where your heart is at with the Lord, but friend, I would ask you, is your heart right with God? If he called you home right now, would you be right with him? But as God has spoken to your heart, do business with the Lord this evening.